Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back, heroes, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Balance takes charge, Pintor is taking a plus one, Rao finds Caden very relatable, Squash squirms under his interrogation, as Zoltana realizes that war is not their biggest problem. With the war council over, the group and their friends are about to complete their final preparations before parting ways once again, and are forced to say yet another series of painful goodbyes. Will Hearts Hearth reveal the mysterious object? Could Apella be brought into the fold? And will Balance's interrogation of a potential ally backfire? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. on the evening um, before you guys are going to depart. You're going to part some point in the morning because Damas needs to give Raoul the little symbol of him being a representative of the Lodge. Demi has to hand over a bunch of stuff to balance, um, etc, etc. And I assume that people just don't want to run away from the potential loves of their lives as they're about to go to Kino. So I thought we should give you guys a little bit of a little bit of a wrapping up of affairs before moving on. So who wants to start? Who wants to, who wants to do a thing? Where were uh where was last place Raw was? Um I had just talked to the Tabaxi, right? Is that where I'm still at? Oh yes. yeah, yeah. You were talking to the Tabaxi. I had done the and interrogation you were, thing with the guy. You were like close to me ish. Like we were, were in the same yeah. we're not in the same yeah, conversation, so, but we're like No, yeah. So to to place like Ral and Balance are probably down somewhere in the temple level, uh talking with various tabaxis and talking with a rather irate looking uh alchemist. Uh Squashes was left alone in the mirror room. No, he went to go pray because he was sulking. Um Pinter and Zoltana, I don't actually know where you guys are. I was with Balance talking to the alchemist, dude. Yes, you were. Uh I'm probably in a corner somewhere being sad. Uh, you could be praying with squash and then we don't have to split the party in four ways. That works. I'll be praying with squash. Excellent. Okay. That's fine. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's go with balance because that's a, that's a thing I know that needs to happen. Oh no. All right. <laughs> it's a conversation I know it needs to happen. Okay. Balance. Where do you want to have this conversation? Uh, that depends on how quickly they're planning on departing. 
let's say everyone is going to be going off in the morning. Um, Kythea, Thakit, um, and Bogrim are going to be heading up towards... Uh, oh my god, what the hell is the name of the mountain? Heart, sorry. Dark Hammer Strongholds um, in the morning. They're not going to go like instantly now. Right. And they're taking a couple drow escort as well, right? Because uh, yes, they are. Because okay, yeah, because drow can travel in this country fairly freely. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, Bogram's going to uh, Hearts Hearth because he was gonna yes. look into He's, the clockwork hard thing. Okay. That's right. He's traveling north with Thakit and with Kythir and their drow counterparts, um, simply because they're heading in the same direction for most of the trip. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh God. I know there's a thing with Bogrim later, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that in due course. I don't know. I feel like Balance would probably wait until, like, closer to nighttime when, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of calmed down a bit before he actually goes to Kythea. Okay. Um, Just because he's, he, he's probably thinking that she has, like, a bunch of packing and preparation to do and yeah, he doesn't want to um, get in the probably- way. Yeah. Um, so the question would be then, would you want to do the stuff with Amy's Ashes before you speak to her? Or do you want to do this like in the morning? Um, if Bogram had mentioned it to Balance, then yeah, he probably would do that in the same day since he knows for a fact that there won't be any hopeful issues arising that would require his side points. <laughs> he can still do two more readings, essentially. That's true. He could do three three readings a day in theory. I only so. have done one so far because of uh, squash. That's right. Yes. So you have like That's two thirds. Right. And uh, worst comes okay. worst, if it fails, he can do it in the morning. Okay. Well, we can totally go do Bogrim first if that uh, makes more logical sense in chronological of what the fuss is going sure. on. Then balance uh, grabs Rawl, assuming that Rawl's probably doing weird head pats on the tabaxi. No, they're talking like normal people now. <laughs> Yeah, the Tabaxi and Ral are having conversations on how this like particular uh, potion came into existence and how it works, and uh, like you know the fact that this should help him alleviate some of his pain and oh, deal with a, some of that good it was stuff. A so. Bags of something. Yeah, so he gave you three doses of a thing that would give you an advantage on your con rolls on the next con roll you take. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's carrying like three little sacks of something. Yeah, tiny little sacks. They smell like really good, like sandalwood and vanilla. It's it's good. It's Ooh. good. Yeah. Can we get that made into a candle? That sounds good. <laughs> Maybe some incense. Maybe. Maybe. Um, okay. All right. You so find, you Balance goes and fetches Rawl. Okay. Pokes his head back in the door. He probably like walked out with Pintor and then poked his head back in and was like, uh, Rawl, um, I'm going to go find uh, Bogram so we can deal with the whole uh, the ashes bit. Oh, okay. Um. Thanks, thanks for the help. And Raw waves at his tabaxi friend and departs. Uh, your tabaxi friend like puts his uh, puts his palms together and he just like gives you a little head bob. Raw tries to imitate it, <laughs> clearly <laughs> confused, but uh, playing along. Uh, your tabaxi, your new tabaxi friend, just like gives a bit of a bit of a, a bit, bit a bit of a laugh, bit of a purr, and like continues chatting with the other alchemists. Um, you notice that the human male that helped you guys out during the um, during the whole fight with the Sandman thing, uh, he just comes back into the room looking a little bit peeved, but goes over and talks to the other alchemists. Uh, all right, you guys head out and go find Bogrim. Um, 
Are you going to swing by and pick up Zoltana? Are you dropping Pinter off somewhere? Uh, I just want to figure out if it's just more than the pair of you going. Um, Balance would probably leave Pintor out of it because this is more of a personal matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Balance will probably offer to Zoltana if she wants to be present. Like He'll probably poke his head into the temple and then seeing that the two of them are praying, uh, he'll probably telepathically just say to Zoltana, we're going to be doing a... Uh, well, I'm going to be attempting to do a vision reading on Ama's ashes. I don't know if you want to be present or not, but... Yeah, of course. All right. We're All outside right. the door. Um, Raw uh, hesitantly catches you up since we're just, we have so much to do. Um, he <laughs> uh, catches you up on what Bogram had told him, the thing that he's been shying away from telling you about how she uh, framed uh, what's-her-face. Because Zoltana knows, but he hasn't told Balance yet. So he gets you up to date on that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Balance kind of has kind of an O-face as you're explaining this. Um, I don't know what all that was about. Um, but I... I know she wouldn't have done it if she didn't have a good reason. I trust her. Well, sometimes people have to do bad things for good reasons, so. Um, also, I, um, I have an idea for uh, what I can um, give away to get her back. Um, I might need help. Uh, oh, right? No? You're not giving anything away to get it back. You did that for my wife. My turn. Brawl shakes his head. <laughs> no. Um, I think I have an idea. Um, the specter said that you can give up memories. And um, before, I'm pretty sure, you know, giving up on my bad memories wouldn't have been much of a sacrifice, but... Now those memories, since we might be, and Raw kind of hesitates, um, going to Demarius, um, those memories hold some value in the fact that I need them to get us through that. And if I give up 15 years, if I give you important memories, you could feed them back to me. Uh. Raul, that's a very... Balance has, like, kind of a take-it-back look, like, that's very clever for you. <laughs> well, I, b- I had been thinking. Besides, you need uh, an arm and a leg, by what I hear. Well, well no, none of us are giving that. We'll figure something out for that. <laughs> You think that the person in the room that's dying with the extra limb wasn't just feeling everyone's eyes in the room when you needed limbs? No, no. My my eyes were not set on any one particular person for anything. Ral, no one's trying to harvest your limbs. I know. But, I don't, uh, we need them. I don't like the idea of you giving up anymore. You, you did something so huge for me. I... 
I want to repay you. I don't want you to have to lose anything more. You. Zoltan, I, it. <laughs> if I give up an arm and the tail, I can still help you. I want to do as much as I can. And I've been not doing so great. A Thorin wanted me to rot. And then now my limbs are holding together the fabric of reality or whatever. I think that I would like that. Rawl, you need to start thinking with this and balance uh, points at your head and not with this pointing at your heart. We have a prison on the surface. And as far as I understand it, there are some double ones in there. I'd much rather get it from them because they probably deserve it. I don't think that's how sacrifice works, Balance. Yeah, that's... He's right. I don't think you actually need to make a self-sacrifice, as far as I understand. I think we just need an equivalent of flesh and blood. It doesn't need to be self-given. Well... Uh, we can uh, ask Demi, then. But uh, let's let's go, in any sense. Um, I have it in my notes right here. 34 pounds of flesh and bone. Nothing mentioning sacrifice. 34 pounds is a lot. That's literally an arm and a leg. It's a literal arm and a leg. He, he <laughs> slaps you with his up. tail and it hurts. Listen, <laughs> as someone who took very extensive notes, trust me, there's no need for sacrifice. Unless one of you is a mother or a father or a child. None of you is a mother <laughs> uh, or father, right? Uh, well, I, uh, I mean, this... we're all a, someone's child. That's, <laughs> that's how point, life works. Balance is pinching his at the monastery. Um, which is where Bogrim is hanging out and staying. Um, like he's informed you that his place got a little bit trashed, um, but he managed to get all of his fake versions and uh, his ashes recovered from it. So, uh, but yeah, you guys find yourselves in the monastery. It's it's empty apart from one old-looking human guy sitting at the bar, just like again, just reaching over and pouring himself beer. Is that Jim? Um, it is Jim. And there's Bogram, who's just like sitting on a nearby, sitting at a nearby table, just like going through some things and putting his bags in order and writing some notes and stuff. Hey, Bogram. Yeah, well, oh, a bit of a crowd today. We were uh, hoping to get something accomplished. Um, do you have her ashes? He sees I he's a little bit taken aback. Um he says, Yeah, uh I've I've got them in my stuff. And he kinda of like reaches down and like packs one of his like uh travel bags. You you want to do that now? Now's as good a time as any. Uh okay. Okay. Um he reaches into his bag and he pulls out um this kind of clay urn. Um, it has a lid that has been sealed with wax and he placed it on the table and there's like a resounding like thunk and he's like do, do we want to do this here or and he looks over at Jim who just like looks over at you guys gives you guys a nod and buries himself back in his drinks Rald isn't responding he's, his eyes are just like stuck on that thing maybe somewhere quiet would be good somewhere where people can't just randomly walk in uh we can always go down to my place down in the fourfold. Sure. It's a bit of a tip, but... What if we did it in... Um, the rubble wouldn't help of the house, but maybe since we knew something happened by the alchemist's place. Potentially. 
There's psionic energy everywhere. Doesn't matter if the building's intact or not. He shrugs his shoulders like, this is your forte, I... I brought what I can. Why don't we go to the remains of the old home? I feel like that has the strongest bonds. Okay. Um, Bogrim puts her and back in the travel bag. He leaves the rest of his stuff there. Uh, Jim acknowledges the presence of it and moves his drinks over to sit at the table to keep an eye on it. You guys make your way back to the ruins of Ral's house. Um, it's in ruins. So I really don't know what else to tell you. Um, there's no roof anymore. <laughs> the walls are knocked down and it's a charred mess. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, again, he, he pulls out the ashes and he puts them on the grounds. Um, just like in the middle of the room. All right. Um, try to ensure that we're not disturbed or anything. Um, uh, yeah, Bogram goes and stands like a, a little way away. He's watching you all, um, but he's trying to keep an eye out on everything that's going around, but he's clearly worried by what's going to be seen. He he wants to know. All right. Um I'm not going to be able to share it due to the lack of uh, the link, but I'll tell you everything what I see. Roll not. Okay. I need you to make a DC 18 intellect check, man. Yep. Um, Anyone want to argue anything to give him advantage? The ashes. And Thank you. Ross going to be <laughs> very close, sitting very close by. I was going to say, I feel like uh, Balance would probably want Rawl, like, sitting cross-legged in front of him with the ashes between. Okay. Um, all right. So, advantage. All right. That's an 11 for the first try. Uh, you reach out and you get that familiar feeling of, like, you, you haven't focused your mind yet. Like, this is it's not quite right yet. You're going to have to give it another shot. Mm-hmm. I have... One more go for today, and then after that, I'll have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Let's try this again. Uh, yep, round two. 16. Fuck. Nope. Can I give him yes. my inspiration? Yes. Yes, you can. I can do that. Okay. Sure. Hit reroll. I reroll once, or I roll again with advantage? I roll with advantage. Okay. Come on, I have a fucking plus five. Come on. There we go. 23. Much better. Um as you go to as you go to reach out the second time, something just doesn't feel right, but then like Rao kind of reaches out and that little bit of a connection gives you the boost you need to connect with a memory. Alright, okay. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> Battling the roll 20 curse with friendship. <laughs> yes. We all know that you just need to be friends. I need my inspirations um, to live. <laughs> He's giving up his right to live to understand what's going on. Okay, I need my inspiration to make the rest of you live. What, what else is new? Rawl is constantly giving up shit that'll make him live. You find yourself taller than you are. You look down and you realize, Balance, that you are covered in golden scales. You feel different. You feel just warm. You are walking towards your home. Your home is no not in ruins. It's a beautiful summer day. 
As you look across, you see children running around. As some of them come running up to you, you see a bunch of little boys, a young girl with pigtails. They come running over to you and they're like, come on, come on, Mrs. Dragon. And you bounce a fireball down your arm. The kids go running around screaming and run off. But the normal happiness that you get from the sound of children's laughter is not there. You're feeling scared. You can feel that there's something building in your chest. It's very defensive. It's confused. It's... It's a feeling that you... A hope that I am wrong. She looks at the drawing. She has one in her hand as she walks up to the door. She looks down at the picture that she has drawn. A clockwork heart, a hammer, a chalice, a rapier, a shield, and a crown. She looks down at it, crumples it into a ball, shakes her head, hoping, hoping she's wrong, and opens the door. As she steps in, the bed is as it was. It's unmade. There's an old human man that she recognises laying there. They're already dead. The chest, the chest has been caved in. There is blood absolutely everywhere. What? I... I don't... You feel a smack between your shoulder blades at the nape of your neck. You fall to the ground. You look up and you breathe out a firebolt, just something to get the person trying to attack you, person you couldn't see. You hear a male voice utter a cry of pain. A hit from a large, heavy object breaks your ribs, and another hit now to your legs, and you feel the cracking of bones, and it's like the most intense pain you have ever felt. Another firebolt erupts from your mouth, and you can hear the male dodge, and they dodge hard. They return with a hit to the head and it stuns you, giving you a hazy double vision. The edges of your vision are now darkening as blood rushes to the various wounds as the blood begins to leave your body as you begin to get lightheaded. I did not believe that you could really do this, but I know who you are. I know what you are doing here. Not him, not Ral. She will not hurt him. You shoot another fireball in the direction of this hazy vision and they return by breaking your hand. Monarch, Monarch and Kels cannot be trusted. They will destroy us all. We are raised to fight them. I won't play. And your vision fades out. Did I get at all a view of who this was? No. The vision was way too hazy. Most of the attacks came from behind, and when you were looking up, everything was too hazy, your vision too dark. Um, Balance is probably sitting there trembling a little bit. Well, that told me some things. But I'm afraid I still don't know who it was exactly, but it seemed that Aima recognized whoever her killer was. Rolex kind of deep in thought. Um, Balance is going to explain everything that happened. Okay. Raw's gonna make a con save. Balance probably immediately has a, like a hand on your arm. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's like a 16 or something. He rolls an unnatural 20. Filthy 20. Yeah, you're you're fine. Um, you feel a little bit woozy, but the level of shit that's been coming your way. Yeah. You're ready for this one. <laughs> yeah. You knew you knew that something horrible was coming. Okay. Um that doesn't make sense. Um 
Someone was... Someone was going to hurt me? Why? I don't understand it. You made enemies. But how does that tie in with everything that we're already doing? He shrugs his shoulders. I don't know. Ama knew about the pieces before we did. This is a year before we were even involved in any of this. It it sounds like whoever killed her was someone from her past. I, I would... If she's saying things about being raised to fight something, like, sounds like she's talking to someone that she's known for a long time. I don't know of anyone. Bogrim and Kaden and, um, what's his name? <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and say Grisha, Grisham, but I don't remember. Grisham, there. Ah, uh, Grisham. Um, we were really... I mean, Ama had acquaintances, but she was busy too. I don't know of anyone else in town. I mean, the only other person I could think might have been the librarian. She was always in and out of there, but I can hardly imagine a librarian trying to kill her. Well, the division that I had, it was definitely a male, you said, right? Yes. Okay. No, it, it the, the assailant was a male figure. That leads, um, it could be something to do with Grisham. It could be Liana's family. If they were coming to hurt you, Rally, it, it could be anyone you've made enemies with in the fourfold. It could be someone completely separate altogether. But she said that she knows who they are, and then the relevance of what she said next. Oh, about... Maybe your people? That's what I'm thinking. The, Here? He shrugs. Well, there are ways to illusion I've not seen yourself. Another, I've not seen another one of us alive since I left. There's dead ones in the north. But they were dead when we showed up. I don't know if more had shown up. How would they have found us? Unless Ama was here because she knew Marnak was. And someone else figured out where Marnak was and found her here. The only way I can think that someone would know about Marnak being in this area at the time would be if it was somebody who was aware of the events that transpired on my birthday. And that is a very small list of people that actually know what happened. Could it be Dachin? That's my thought. That fucking guy. But Ama sounded like she did not trust Marnak. And so why would Dachin want to get in the way of that? Wouldn't he want her to not trust Marnak and destroy him? Wouldn't he let her continue doing whatever the problem is that Ama was from the get-go a very inquisitive soul she would want to get to the bottom of things if she found out that Monarch is not such a terrible person as your people seem to think he could be 
then she might be swayed to the uh, opposite side. Um, if you're worried about her, I, I'm. She, I'll. I'm not worried. You miss rational. She wouldn't. I could tell just from that vision that she wasn't entirely convinced herself. But why me? Maybe because of the fact you were in the. I didn't know any. I didn't know about any of this. Why am I involved? You were skilled. You were a fighter in the ring. That could be why you could have. But been I wasn't in- doing anything. The the fourfold was not connected with this. I didn't know about it. I was minding my own business. Uh, what threat was I? Who was I a threat to? That's why does someone want me dead? Had the hammer. Balance kind of just points a thumb over at the fake hammer that Bogram assumably has. Kind of just points a thumb over at the fake hammer. They could have been trying to get to you so that you can get to that. And then they would just dispose of you after. Or or they could have been threatening to hurt you in order to get to Ama. That's some kind of shit. That's some... I've seen shit like that. That's also true. You threaten to hurt the person closest to the person you're trying to get to do something for you. Uh, but then the only thing that doesn't make sense is that she seems like she actually, like that she gave a shit enough that she probably would have done the thing that they wanted her to do. So why kill her? Maybe she did the thing they wanted her to do and then they were still threatening you, but they needed to tie up a loose end. You said there's still some double ones up at the uh, prison, right? As far as I understand it, yes. We ever thought about questioning some double ones and seeing if they know anything? We got a... They got their paws in a lot of shit. It's an idea. Unless they know anything about Marnak or our people, which I doubt they do. But they could have been hired. Hmm. Look, we're probably not going to get to the bottom of what what all of this is, what all of this Where's means Gershon right now. Buried? He was attacked too. You might have seen something. Grisham's in the graveyard. Are you seriously talking about digging up his body? I don't think I need to dig up the body in order to connect to it. At least I hope I don't. You'll just find him in the graveyard somewhere. I I don't know exactly where. You already talked to his family? He nods. That's going to have to be something for tomorrow either either way. Whatever it was she was hiding... He hid it too. It was important enough for him to do what he did. Well, let's make that tomorrow's problem. Why don't we head back? I've got a few things I've got to sort out before I go tomorrow anyway. Uh, I'll see what I can dig up. <laughs> Literal sense, I guess. Oh, um, He looks sad. But he looks like he's willing to do it. Don't worry about that, Boker. Okay, then. Uh, while you three are moping about sadly making your way back from Raoul's uh, broken house back to wherever it is you guys are heading to. Anyway, um, now we're done with these guys moping around Raoul's house and they're heading back towards wherever it is they're heading to. Um, Squash and Pinter, are you two up to anything? 
Well, uh, Pinter, what are you up to? Because Squash has a very small mind of his own right now. So, um, Pintor, I guess uh, he he was left by Balance because Balance wanted to go take care of a bunch of stuff. So, mm-hmm. Pintor probably has just been kind of wandering, um, probably hanging out in the temple for a little bit. Okay. Probably just chilling out in the temple. Um. For a second, I don't know if anybody else is there or not, but he's just kind of sitting in a pew and thinking to himself. Um, and he's kind of just like retracing, I think I would say, a lot of the steps that he's taken, the things that he's kind of seen um, down in this area that he's recently become acquainted with. Uh, he's kind of just like wandering, uh, looking at a lot of the people in the area. And eventually I feel like he kind of wanders over towards the room where we all entered before with the armor stand and just kind of like okay. looks at it for a little bit and is kind of curious. Uh, the armor stand has three items on there. There is a small shield, there is the rapier, and there is the hammer. Um, it's a fairly small, roundish kind of room. There's a mirror opposite you, which has a big cloth on it, um, obscuring what's underneath. You maybe see like a tiny little bit of mirror right at the bottom, and that's about it, really. Um, yeah, that's, that's about what you really see here. Yeah, um, he's not really trying to do anything specific. He's just kind of like retracing a lot of things because a lot of information has been flooded into Pintor lately, and he's trying to adjust and trying to make sense of a lot of things in his head. And he looks over towards the mirror briefly and then thinks back to his brother being like, don't look in that. (laughs) And is deciding if he wants to be the rebellious brother or not. And then thinks better of it and kind of wanders out and heads back upstairs. I hate this so much. <laughs> You're on the precipice of just like, is he going to do it? No, you're just toying with me, Bucky. Good. Damn it. Good. Uh, but yeah, eventually I'll head back upstairs and probably grab something to eat quick and then head back to my room. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, you grab... A quick something to eat. Are you going out for food? Are you eating here inside? Uh, probably somewhere. Are you grabbing your buddies for a last minute eat and drink before you, you head out? No, nothing real fancy. Just probably something here. Quick, grab it, and then bring it back to my room and just kind of be alone for a little bit. Okay. Um, alone is not quite possible as uh, Renala and Thicket are there. Oh, Thicket's um, still there? Yeah, Thicket's not going until the morning. Oh, okay. Then I guess I'll just hang out with them. Hang out with Fake It before he goes. Spend as much time as I can with him before we go our separate ways. Um, during during the course of the evening, um, if you are not being uh, harassed into looking into the mirror, uh, I guess that you know you guys hang out and eat and drink. Um, during the later part of the evening, Thake it brings out, because um, he always has it on him, uh, another little like um, hit flask mm-hmm. of something very, very alcoholic and very, very strong. Um, and he pours a little tipple for each of each of the three of you. Um, and Renala suggests that you guys go to the balcony to, uh, you know, watch the watch the moons come up. Um, do you do you want to go with? Yeah, I'll go with them. Thank I won't really kinda- say too much, but yeah. I think it kind of like gives you a, a bit of a shove and then just like uh, uh, 
just gonna just gonna hang in here a bit you know i've got fighting to do <clears throat> i leave you to uh i'm sure you can uh entertain entertain yourselves thanks thanks fake it he gives you both a very over the top like wink and a nudge arm and then just like uh just steps away <laughs> into the room um yeah Renala has her her little her little shot of something very very strong uh are you partaking yeah okay i'll take a sip um, of it uh in that case i want you to make a constitution saving throw this is not gonna go well bam oh it's not too bad 18 uh this went super good bam uh <laughs> Didn't okay. ruin the mood. You yeah. are, you are not drunk. Um, Renala, uh, you guys are probably like one floor up. So like below you, there's like one window, and then there's like the ground. So you're only like maybe fourteen, fifteen feet, something like that. Like three yeah. good dwarves high. Um, okay. So you guys are just kind of like two and a half balances high, two and a half you high. <laughs> and yeah, yourself and Renala are sitting up on the balcony, and she looks to you and she says. Do you think I'll fit in there? Fit in at the at the club? She nods. Hell, I'll know if I'm gonna fit in. I, I mean, like, there's like the head of the lodge going, or some representative, and there's a head of this place going, and you. No. You're with brother. me though. No matter what, it doesn't matter. You want me. You fit in with me. You fit in with... That's all that matters. She kind of looks down a little bit and she takes her hand. She says, How do you want me to be there? I mean, like, am I... Am I your servant there? Or am I not? Well... When we get there, I'm going to have to play the part. I'm going to have to play the part of the prince. And you know how that usually goes. Not really gonna be myself. But so I'm back to me, Lord. Then, for now. But we know that's not what it really is. That's between us. We're playing a part. That's not real. At this point, I want you to take a perception check. Ten. Can you roll a straight d twenty for me? This is going to be Renala's perception check. 15. As you say this, you see Renala's eyes go wide and she looks over your shoulder. She jumps forward into you and knocks you to the ground as you see a tall elven figure wearing a dark cloak thrusting a dagger into where you are standing. I need you to roll initiative. Oh, shit. Oh, well, that's not great. 12. You got a 12. <clears throat> He gave you a disappointment. He gives look. a sad look of, oh no. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, uh, what's your dexterity? Mine is a plus four, 19. 19, so that's a plus four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Renala. Renala also got a 16, but she has less dexterity. This rogue got much, much more. I'm going to put an A for assassin. Well, at least you didn't get hit with the sneak attack. Yep, probably. She saved your life, you. bro. <laughs> she saved your life. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so as you, you're basically laying prone. Um, she's knocked you down and saved your life. All right. So it gets to go first. Um, it doesn't do its sneak attack damage because it doesn't have advantage in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it doesn't have you alone, so it's not like, come at me, bro, one-on-one. On one. Um, it's an 18 versus your armor class. Versus my armor class, that hits. All right, so he takes his dagger and he manages to like slash you. Uh, yeah, no, he's in melee range, so he gets advantage, right? Yeah. Hmm? I need to roll that He again, gets advantage? Then. When you're prone. Uh, you're oh, prone. I am prone. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to roll that attack again. Just to see if he crits. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, actually, do, 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 do. I'm going to use my one of my luck points and have him re-roll that attack. Okay. I'll get him to re-roll it again. <laughs> he got more. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I hear the sounds of Aethorn moaning about something. If, if, if a rogue gets advantage on an attack, he can add his sneak attack to the damage. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Thank you. Attack. Thanks, Aether. I'm Who's so the sorry. Best? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't worry. As long as I don't oh. die, I can stand up and get sneak attack too. Then I'm like super concerned. Um, <laughs> so he pulls out his dagger. He stabs you in like the kind of shoulder kind of area. Ow. And he does 10 piercing damage. Okay. And then 20 sneak damage. Cool. I'll use uncanny dodge and have all the damage. So okay. That's, oh, you're one of those. All right. Okay. I'm not going soft uh, on you oh, anymore. Fuck, fuck this. Christ. More damage is happening. All right. Yeah. So he, he managed to slash at your, at your throat and then he managed to do the sneak attack. It is, however, his... Offhand attack, mm. which she gets advantage on, right? Uh, still advantage, still but prone. no sneak attack. Yeah, no sneak. Sure, attack. cool, cool. Well, one of those was a natural one, and the other one was a six. So I don't think that hits you, right? Nope. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> so he goes to stab at you once. The surprise he managed to get you with like uh, Renala on top, and goes for a second one. But you know, something of the pair of you just like wiggles out of the way. Um, Okay, Pinto, you're laying on the ground. Uh, you have been stabbed. You're bleeding precociously. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to stand up. Mm-hmm. Rapier. do say. Have my rapier at the ready. And then I believe both me and Renala are within five feet of this dude. Yes. Cool. I'm going to try and stab him. Okay. You can try. You should really be successful at this. I hope I'm you are. Really trying to be. And let's hope that this works. These may be a little bit more painful than the assassins I put against the pair of you, <sighs> That's an 11 to hit. However, I'm going to use my inspiration Aren't and roll again. You Ooh. a swashbuckler rogue? Yes. Don't you get advantage by having someone with you? No. Nope. That just adds sneak attack damage. I don't get advantage. Okay. However, I'm going to use my inspiration and re-roll. Okay, that's a good pull. 18 to hit. That hits. That's going to be 20 piercing damage. Whew. He uses his uncanny action. I can't dodge. And he will just take 10 damage. Cool. All right. So, yeah, you, you go to do the same thing, and he does the same thing back to you, which is a slight dodge. Um, okay. Are you going to do anything else? Oh, I do have a dagger, so I can use make an offhand attack. Go for it. 
That does not have sneak attack. Oop. 16 to hit. That misses. No! Okay. That's it for me. <laughs> okay. Um, Renala uses half her move to stand up. Um, she yells at the top of her voice. Uh, fake it! Pintle's being attacked! Quick! And she'll also just touch you on the shoulder and give you bardic inspiration. Ooh. Thanks. Which at this level for her is a d6. Cool. Um, and she'll pull out her little blade. Come on. Give me give me her blade. Oh, I already have it open. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a completely different set of stuff. Um, and she will also stab at him. Nice. I appreciate yeah. that. For an 11 to hit, so that's going to fail. No. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. sorry. All right, uh, it's back to the uh, the elf. Um, now that you see him fully, um, he uh, roll a history check for me. That's not gonna be good. Nope. Oh, 16. You vaguely think he might be something to do with your aunt's people, mm. people that your father wouldn't trust. Um, Okay, uh, now you're standing up, they don't get advantage, which makes me sad. Hell yeah. Yeah. Get wrecked, scrub. <laughs> I have boarded your fan by standing by up. Evasive <laughs> maneuvers, stand up. The assassin's just like, no, my only weakness. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I so have the to... <laughs> Also, stand up. What? It's over. <laughs> uh, they pull out their dagger once again, uh, the one that hit you the first time, and they just go to jab you somewhere in the chest area for 26 versus your armor class. Jesus, sorry. Yeah, that hits. Okay, um, and that will do. <laughs> I want to make them reroll the damage. Should I? Yeah, yeah I'll make them reroll uh, this person has Savage Attacker, so once per turn you can roll damage for a melee weapon attack. You can reroll the weapon damage dice. Cool. So I'm going to have them do that. At least it's not sneak attack. That's better. 11 piercing damage. Wow. That's a lot. Still can cool. Yes. Uh, I'll uncanny dodge again and take six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's now your go. Okay. I'm going to stab him again. Okay, go for it. Where are you aiming? I'm going to aim... Oh, I forgot to give him his off attack. Sorry. Oh, okay. I really need to see how much more damage I can do to you. I really want to grind you down. <laughs> With a natural one again. Yeah. All right, fuck this. Shoot life. All right, uh, I will attack him with my rapier. Boop. That is a 17 to hit. That hits. And that's going to be 30 piercing damage. So I'm okay. going to head, I'm going to aim right for his little toe. I'm going to aim for, yep, right for the pinky toe. <laughs> no, right for his stomach, actually. I'm going to pierce, try to pierce through his stomach. <clears throat> Slow him down. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, he is clearly going to take uh, Uncanny Dodge because I don't want him to take 30 damage. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Fuck that. 
<laughs> um, as you go to like slash at the gun, like really piercing, you kind of get it part way in, but then he sort of like pushes your arm away um, as he kind of like decides that this is not what he wants from life. Uh, and then I will offhand attack with the dagger. Go for it. For a 20 to hit. That hits. Um, and that is, how much bonus is that? Okay, so that's a pl- only a plus two. So that's only going to be five damage. Okay. I don't I don't add my dex to that. No, no. Okay. Uh, it is Renala's go. Uh, she is going to stab at him again. What is she? Uh, no, she's going to... She's going to look at him and she's going to say... <laughs> a real assassin wouldn't have been like spotted out by a girl. You suck. I'm a serving winch. Oof. Um, Oof. And she's going to cast Vicious Mockery at him. Oof. Ooh. 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 Yeah. That's spicy. Ooh. Burn damage. <laughs> Pinto does a little side. I'm like, mm, damn, Ooh. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be missing with my man. <laughs> no, like. Oh, holy okay. shit. Vicious Mockery uh, gets the save. painful. He doesn't save. Fuck. Yeah, that's my girl. Uh, which means he gets disadvantage on his next attack. Good. Uh-huh. Uh, and he takes five psychic damage. So nice. Takes five get wrecked damage. <laughs> five ego damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Hmm. Now I need to really figure out if I want this die to die or not, or whether I want him to. How about you? Alright, he is going to take one attack on you. Okay. Uh, for 20 versus your armor class. That'll hit. Alright, so that's nine piercing damage. Okay, I'll reduce that to five. Maybe. He will use a bonus action, yes. How are we making his life worse? Tell me! <laughs> it's the same day, right? Yeah. Nobody's taking a long rest, right? Yeah. I gave everybody my inspiring leader feat. Yeah, you have temporary hit points. Oh, how many temporary yes. hit points do I have? Uh, 11. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that would yeah. be Renala too, because she was present. That's true. Oh, and you said it wasn't going to be relevant, B. You said. I hoped it wasn't going to be oh. relevant, but I was clearly wrong. You were um, the one with the assassin, B. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. I was hoping that no one would notice the assassin and I'd be able to assassinate him, which is an awful <laughs> crit. Plus, I fucked up one damage. I'm just killing him in one. We're going to notice happen. him when he attacks us, V. Do it! <laughs> Sorry, Bucky. We're trying to kill you. We decided you're not a good fit for the show and we wanted to get rid of you. Uh, okay, I see. I see how it is. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to kill a guest. Well, there are people around who can revive him. It would be permanent, would it? That's fair. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, well, it depends if you guys have all the gems for it and if you're willing to sacrifice to bring him back, which you will do. Ronaldo would, at least, anyway. Um, Ronaldo's got all the gems. Fake it. We'll go to war. Um, all right. So, yeah, that was his main action. Okay. Um, his bonus action is he's going to take uh, a cunning action to disengage. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to jump off the balcony. Cool. <laughs> and go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> Because he doesn't want to die. <laughs> and he's just heard a clanking dwarf in the other room making his way towards them. So I'm going to okay. do his full damage. Uh, tell you what, Bucky, why don't you roll his falling damage? Sure. How much is that? 
1d6? Uh, 1d6 at this height. D6. Six. <laughs> okay. He's not crippled. Um, his leg isn't destroyed. Um, but he takes off into the darkness. Um, yeah. What do you want to do? I'm going to use a bonus action to use my cunning action to dash, and I'm going to run right after him. Okay. You would catch up with him. Cool. Like, you need to take 1d6 falling damage, but you'd yep. be able to catch up with him. I'll do that. Okay. Roll a six. Oh, I'm rolling? Yeah, yeah. Or your own falling One. Damage. Oh! God fucking <laughs> damn it! <laughs> yeah! Why can I never do falling damage to you ah, guys? I'm gonna catch up to him. And I'm gonna <laughs> try and stab him in the back. Go on then. Bam. Fuck it with advantage because look, let's just kill. Oh, with advantage. <laughs> oh, see holy I, shit! Well, I got a nineteen not. on that one, but we'll see if I get a natural twenty. Let's see if you get a crit, yeah. Boop. No. So a nineteen no. to hit. <laughs> Twenty-five damage. Jesus. He will use his reaction to <laughs> uncanny yep. dodge this. I do get sneak attack well. here because I have rakish audacity, so he's the only yes, one there. Do. So I get sneak attack on yes, him. Yes, you do. And then I will also make my offhand dagger attack. Uh, which is this one. Boop. 20 to hit for <laughs> six damage. Six, only six damage. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. Bucky, I need you to make a perception check. Okay. 18. You notice that he's running towards, he seems to be running with a purpose towards uh, a group of people. Okay. Cool. So uh, Renala just kind of like runs back inside, um, and you hear the clunking of armor as they turns around to head back down. Because if he jumps out the window, he's probably gonna really hurt himself without wearing all that armor. Um, as you know, Fake would be like, "Fuck this!" Um, Fake it would just jump over the side of the uh, the thing. So he's gonna take Renala's place in the initiative because Renala's really not a fighter. Um, yeah, and you hear the sound of funk um, and a lot of clattering of metal as Stake jumps over the edge of this balcony, also taking 1d6 damage. Boop. One! <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, even. <laughs> I can't even. Fate is on our side. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, fake it. Fake it. Has fake, is catching up. He's not uh, quite caught up because he's a dwarf, a little slower than you guys. Um, it is now the assassins go. They will turn around. They've really got nothing else to do right now because their initial plan failed because you had Ronala. Um, God damn it. That's right. All right, he's he's just gonna go for an attack. Okay. All right then. Anyway, I can give him advantage. Anyway at all. Yeah, not really. Been caught out alone. Next time they'll bring more assassins. All right. <laughs> <gasps> Natural twenty to hit you. That's uh, uh, a lucky. Lot. I'm using a luck point. I'm having me roll that. No. Me <laughs> <Lucky>, no. <laughs> 18 to hit. I'm taking that feet. That next. does hit. <laughs> it runs at the family if that's the case. 18 to hit. Uh, sorry, 17 to yep. hit. Uh, 17 to hit. Uh, okay, and that's for... Oh, I'm going to make him re-roll the damage. Fuck this. I need to make sure I get some real damage in it. Oh, 
Oh, maximum damage. Yes. Uh, 13 damage. 13? Yeah. Okay. So that's yep. going to be seven damage. I will take half. Six. Six damage. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. And he'll attack you with his offhand. Okay. For a 15 to hit? That just hits. For three piercing damage. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's super bad right there. God damn it. I hate this so much. All right, Bucky. All right. Uh, I'm going to do another Errol Flynn. Stab him. Do a murder. Bam. That is a 16 to hit. That fails. I will roll Renala's Inspiration. For three. So 19 to hit. That hits. Haha. 25 damage. <laughs> How do you kill him? (laughs) Um, So he turns around and he slashes me twice and I barely notice it because in the moment I swat his blade to the side, create an opening and then bring my rapier straight across his throat. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, nice. Uh, Blood goes flying off in the direction that you you slice his throat. Uh, He puts his hands to his throat, dropping the blades uh, and you hear him like gurgling and he drops to his knees and he looks up at you a little bit. And you just see him begin to mouth the word, and then he collapses to the floor, unconscious, dead, bleeding out, bereft of life. He rests in pieces. Rip. He rests in pieces. If you weren't, if you weren't lying on the floor, he'd be pushing up daisies. All right. So yes. after that, um, do I see in the distance the group that he was running towards? Uh, the group he is running towards have uh, dissolved. They've like gone away. Oh, it was just a bunch of people in general. Uh, you, th- uh, they were dressed uh, similarly in dark cloaks, but as soon as you look up again after you've like slaughtered and butchered him, they're they're gone from view. Cool. Uh, I'm going to pick up this guy by his armor and drag him back into the. Uh... Where are we again? Uh, as, as you begin <laughs> to pick exciting. him up, like, it, like clunk, 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 clumps along, like picks the, the the dead thing up, throws him over his shoulder, and like walks in with him. Like he has no problem carrying this this dead elf. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna hold you there for a minute. Cool. Squash, is there anything you want to do? Anyone you want to talk to? No, I think uh, Squash. Uh, he was praying with Sultana and then she just kind of gets up and leaves and I uh-huh. think he was just too caught up in his own head to realize it. I don't know how praying looks or works in this area or this place of the part of the world, but I assume he probably like just kind of fell asleep leaning up against a pew somewhere at some point. And when he wakes it's up, adorable. he's really, really coming down and he just starts wandering the the area, kind of just lost in his own head. Okay, I'm just going to go check out our rules withdrawal because uh, we agreed that you were going to be suffering those effects. Yes. Again. So then just go dig those up. God yeah. damn it. It's not my fault, yeah. guys. It's not my fault. You it's came down. It's explicitly your fault. <laughs> you were clean, man. You we were got clean. you clean, dude. It's a constitution save DC 12, right? Yes. Or- it's a con save. I've got 14 here. All right. 14 it is. Whoop-am. Uh, I... <laughs> Clicked it and nothing's happening. Yep. Oh. Uh, five, oh. oh, 19. Okay, so this is day one. You have passed day one. You're not taking any levels of uh, exhaustion right now. Thank Christ. Where are you wandering to, by the way? What's Where is Squash going to? 
Like you say, he's wandering. Does he end up anywhere particular? I or is he just going to go back to sleep in the temple? I, I think uh, like the power nap or whatever you want to call that happens. I think uh, like kind of activates that like little part of his brain that just makes him like wander, makes him walk, makes him watch, makes him uh, follow people. Like he's falling into old habits, which was to follow yeah. people and steal shit. But he knows he can't steal okay. shit. So I think he's just kind of following people. And then like as the r- moment runs up, like a little part of his brain goes like, no, 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 no. no, And then he just does that again and again. Okay. Um Take a take a perception check. Yeah, just take a straight perception check for me. All right. Uh, see if I can throw you guys any bones of information here. Perception. All right. It's going to take a couple of seconds. Uh-huh. Or maybe more than just a uh-huh. couple of seconds. <laughs> yep. We're still waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting on it too. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. How how about those forts? All right. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna start clicking it again and again and whatever is the first. One. Yep. So much Assassins, man. On this crazy, right? right? <laughs> it's almost like they suck after the first. Oh, holy fuck! Uh, did, did they all come in through? How about those? Uh... No, the how, first how one those, came those through, things? and it was an addy. Oh, hey, thirty-one to perception. About... Yeah, yeah, boy. Oh, hey. Oh, they're the other ones. You see time itself. <laughs> okay, they were all good too. <laughs> they were all over 20 anyway. You get 31, which is like the fucking goddamn keys to you the see You see through the fabric you of reality. You see time yeah. itself, yeah. <laughs> you oh see the spirit of Savras. So just gonna say, what's up, dude? All right. All right. Who do you want if? All right, who do you want information on? Hmm. Um... Pick a person, any person. I don't care if it's any of these guys. Pick a person, any person. Dejan. He's not here, dude. <laughs> I cannot perceive Dejan. Um, <laughs> hmm. Can he? Like, or is he really uh, here? <laughs> is he fact in the mind of the boy? No. Is he here no. with that thirty-one? <laughs> no. Okay. You one hundred percent know Dejan is not here right now with the perception of thirty-one. Can he not ethereally perceive Dachin? I would fucking hope not. Uh, Maybe he has a very strong spiritual I'll tell you what, to do something really stupidly dumb, and I know how your nap 20 has been fucking destroying me the last few games. Um, If you want to try and perceive something on Dachin, I need you to roll a religion (laughs) check. Uh, And it is going to be a tough one. But if you want that option, I will tell you where he is. But you need to roll no, on no, no, no. Like I said, like Squash is in a drug-fueled haze. He's not actually uh, drug-fueled, uh, withdrawal-fueled <laughs> haze. He's not like I, I think mm, bad thoughts are more assaulting him than he's looking for them. So let's say he eventually like um, finds himself. Uh, finds himself with uh like uh, at least like looking at the asimar kid like that's something completely new unique oh. and new to him and I, uh, yeah so yeah. i think squash eventually just sees a kid with wings and just like wait what okay so rondi's rondi's wings you can't really see them i'm right sorry now. Uh, with a perception um, of 31 with your natural 31 
with your natural inside of his body was 31 jesus i'm sorry did you see my roll (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i thought i saw the fabric of reality itself what is this bullshit uh all right no f you then f you okay um let me open up my notes on I hate you so very much right now. His father's not actually Savras. It's Bane. Ah. No, his father's just an Anacocca. <laughs> you look at his wings and it's like, is that duct tape? <laughs> no, I'm an Asimar. Shut up. No, it's flex tape. Okay. Um, Real angel. As you look at Rondi and sort of like begin to follow him around and do all the weird stuff that you are currently seeing, whether you can steal about him, and you notice first and foremost that he is just like an average eight-year-old child, which is fairly obvious because Zach, the young um, halfling boy that you guys saved, and Talis, who are about the similar ages, they're all playing together and hanging out. Um, they seem to be like like at the moment they're drawing. Um, Talis is very focused on like, you know, with inks and, and quills and stuff, drawing something very ornate, very pretty. The boys are happily just like drawing like swords and, and fighting and stuff like that. Um, Rondi's drawing is very uh, delicate, I guess, compared to Zach's, but it's still the boyish things you would expect from that kind of age, that kind of uh, that kind of kid. Um, he has short cropped brown hair. He's wearing a long brown robe which has been replaced since the last time you've seen him. He's carrying a very ornate staff with an eye that floats within a thin glass globe on the top of it. Um, as you look at the eye, you realise the eye is also... No, it wouldn't. As you are looking at the eyes, you realise the eyes are cold and dead. There is no power left in this orb of Savras. Um, because as you know, Savras is gone. However, with your 31, you do notice that there is a spark in there. Like in the hundreds and thousands of eyes that float within the mist of this staff, there is a small spark of magic in there. Um, I'm not going to tell you what school of magic because your perception ain't that good. Um, Yeah, and you notice that uh, on his shoulder blades, uh, as he sometimes moves and the kind of like shirt moves around, you can see that there looks like what would be like tattoos of wings on his shoulders. Um, And you figure that will probably come out when they are needed. Also, as you look at him, you realize that around the eyes, they're quite dark if you look a certain way and tilt your head. And they're also like around the bottom part of his lips can be also quite dark, um, almost if like fluid is running out the corner of one one part of his mouth um which i guess would tell you what kind of asthma he is um yeah uh with your 31 you realize that the that's what's uh because taylor's in the vicinity what taylor's is working on looks like very ornate cards and they're probably magical in essence so that's what you're getting on a 31 yeah, I think uh, Squash just is sitting somewhere, like, not too far away, but in relative darkness, just being a fucking weirdo. And just watching kids having fun. Yeah. Um, it makes you feel... Well, I was going to say reminiscent, but Squash never really had that, did he? No, he did not. Never had friends. Now he you, does. You miss your drawings in your closet. Oh, no. You miss your yeah. imaginary. <laughs> um... 
as you are sitting there and like the later the evening goes, um, like the kids eventually get told to go to bed. Um, you do in fact see them playing a game of like tag later in the evening when they should be in bed, like running around the inside of this temple in and out of the various rooms. You do see, um, you do see Zach like slip and fall and Taylor's like basically bump into him and fall over him. And you see them both like sobbing and crying and you see Rondi reach over and heal their wounds. But he does ask me if it's okay if he takes some of their tears for the vial and that gets filled up. As you're sitting there watching them, you feel a kind of somewhat warm magical presence appear next to the side of you. Hey, Demi. Hey, are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Do you want a thing? Do I want a what? I have a thing. The thing that you're asking for, I have a thing. I have a thing you could take. It might make things easier. Might not make things easier. Might make things easier. Oh, you got... Mm, you got some sand? Yes. Uh, take a perception or an inside check. <laughs> Let's go with insight because I'm sure that perception is always going to be stupid high. Mm -hmm. That's a uh, 13. Uh, first one was a 10. Yes. Uh, well, I can't get below yeah, yeah, uh, 10 on my skill rolls anyway, so it's still 13. Yeah. He's one of those horrific rogues. Oh, Another yeah. horrific rogue. Goddamn son of a bitch. Um, okay. On a 13, she is genuinely holding something that may look like dragon sand. Mm. Squash, um like reaches over and <clears throat> opens the bag and he just takes a little bit out of it like pinched between his fingers which would be way less than you would take for like a normal uh uh like a normal dose and just kind of sniffs that or, like breathes that in his mouth uh-huh uh and it seems to be a little bit more at ease and, uh, um this should help keep the, the 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 withdrawal at bay for longer but it's it's just going to get worse. Uh, she looks at him and she kind of gives him like half a smile. Uh, if you'd gotten slightly higher insight, you would have noticed that she has slightly sad eyes looking down at you. They're bright red. They're all full of magic and shit. Um, and she's like, okay, well, well, um, we'll, we'll see about that tomorrow. We'll see how things go. That should help you somewhat. Okay. We should, we should, we should go rest. Like you should sleep in a real bed. Like what are you seeing here? Like, Looking at random people for this is totally weird. This is absolutely weird. You understand how absolutely weird it is? It's just sit here and watch people around. You know that's very very creepy, right? Like you shouldn't be very creepy. He's just looking at her. He doesn't reply to her when she gets like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know there's a place to stay. I'm gonna go now. Bye. Bye. And yeah, she shoots off. Um, please mark that you've had question mark one dose <laughs> <laughs> oh is she spiking me with some shit one no. dose of regular sand <laughs> totally sand no wait don't breathe that one in no. that one's bad totally not is one that powder dose. sugar I love that one dose of pocket sand mm. pocket sand um okay um I'm gonna say that by the time that um, Pintor, Thakit, and Renala get the corpse of like the elf, where are you taking the corpse, by the way, Pintor? Um, is there anybody by the entrance? 
Uh, yeah, there'd be a couple of like mages just like milling around and keeping watch, inverted commas. And then obviously they see us walk in with a corpse. <laughs> yes, they're concerned, but um, well, the prince, so... I will flat out be like... <laughs> that's an excuse. <laughs> uh, I will right, flat then. out be like, I need my brother. Do you know where he is? Where is your brother? Balance. Hi. Are you guys going to be down in the temple? Are you guys going to arrive conveniently at the same time? Um, I was probably with Kythea at that point. Okay, perfect. Um, you guys are... Yeah, okay, I'm going to say that, that Balance is probably somewhere with Kythea. Um, let's say you've taken one of the test rooms not death because that's super creepy nope um oh the uh the kind of place uh where you went to hide with Marnak after Odette died um the place opposite the temple the meditation room yeah the meditation room that just has a chair in it like you could use that room no one would bother you in there um Zoltana and Raal where are you guys headed to just so I have a vague idea where everyone is um Raw will probably sleep in Bogram's place on his beanbag chair. Like okay, old Bogram. times. Bogram, Bogram will stay with you. Um, he's packed all of his stuff. He's ready to go. Um, he has uh, a small healing potion, uh, which he can use to top you up should you wake up in the morning and be crappy. He's very concerned and very, very worried about you, um, but he'll stay with you. Zoltana? Uh, Zoltana is... I'm going to just say probably staying in the temple of Ulmater uh to feel comfort comforted okay uh I will come interrupt you with Benno once we're done with these guys um okay all right so uh Pintor and Stakeit and Ronala would make their way down to the temple and um they will be coming in after we deal with balance and Kythea Hello everyone, Balance here, voiced by Arch. Thank you very much for listening as always, it's greatly appreciated. Events are getting interesting, but nothing we can't handle, I'm sure. Just to give you a heads up in case you were not aware, we have a Twitter account that I personally run. If you haven't gone on there before and checked us out, you can find us on Twitter at TLDPod. We love getting tweets from all of you. We love interacting with everybody on there. It's a great time. I will always pass on any messages that are directed towards any of the crew in particular, and that includes our guests. If you would like to tweet at us, feel free. In either case, I look forward to seeing you on there and hopefully interacting with you. In either case, thank you once again for listening, and as a quick shout-out, we have to call out our newest Patreon member, Kyle Much. Thank you very much, Kyle, for becoming a patron. We greatly appreciate it. If you are not a patron yourself and would like to support us, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash tldpod. Thank you as always, and until next time, farewell. Get ready to enjoy an audio adventure of epic proportions. Do we have to? Four strangers find themselves on a heroic quest. They soon find the fate of the realms is at stake. And after hearing that, you realize the fate of the realms is at stake. Join Gunny, the gnome barista barian. Hi, nice to meet you. 
Amos, the half-elf pseudo-pirate. G'day, mate. Tychus, the dwarven con artist. You a cop? Tell me if you a cop. And Tilly, the giant gnome sorcerer. This has all been very tedious. As they fight, laugh, and bargain their way into infamy or... Uh, is it Femi? Is, is that the opposite Femi? Uh, uh, it's Shocking Gasp. Woo! I mean... <gasps> shocking Gasp is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast, proudly part of the Necropodicon Network. Visit us at shockinggasp.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.